Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by our patrons, our wonderful supporter who every month decide that they love us enough. That's it. Enough. <laughs> That's, um, enough. Yeah, if you want to join, enough. If you want to join our patron, you go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and you can hang out with great people in our little chat room. We've got, if you give $5 or more, uh, we just had a new member join Josh. Well, we already did this shout out, but we can never just be. Yeah. Like, how about that unwritten letter that you wrote? I have to send a pedal to Ben, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put the handwritten letter in there. There you go. That's that's the plan. I still have to get up the the gun to take the pedal to the post office, so I really just don't want to do that. Yeah. But um, perks of the chat room is you get the episode early. Yes, get, that is true. You get a bonus episode at all Patreon yeah. tiers. Um. And at the chat room level, you get to also often discuss the new gear events as they happen with us privately. Yeah. So, you know, Diaz actually has an opinion for the show that's developed by the chat room. If you read. If you read if the I chat read. room. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, so I've, I've kind of. You've not been very active on the chat lately. This is your intervention. We're we're gonna Shanghai you right here. Diaz, your mic mic stopped working again. What did you do? You guys just missed me give hand signals to Diaz to stop him talking because he could not recognize that he his audio interface is acting up again can't hear you still nothing i'm leaving all this in the episode too not cutting any of it okay can you hear me now yes okay sorry about that guys um something's going on really weird and i'm just mm. Not a happy camper. So. Mm-hmm. So how's everyone doing? We're back back on track? Yeah, but we lost you at talking about how you don't talk in the chat anymore. Oh, yeah. So I don't talk. Oh, I do. I try. I just, I've been kind of busy. So I need, I'll do better. Yep. I say that. Scott just has to send me a text. Remind me. Like, hey, go look at the chat room, bub. Buddy. Mm, no. Remember how I don't help people anymore? I just let them fail. Yeah. And it's part of it's part of me being emotionally healthy with other people losing. Like my volleyball game last night. I didn't touch the ball. We yeah. lost. I wasn't involved in the game at all. Ball never came to me. 
Do I sit there and no. say, I get mad that my team lost? Or do I just sit there and go, yeah, I didn't lose because I didn't play. Yeah. Do we need to talk about know. that more? That was the playoffs too. I was not happy. Yeah. But moving on. Moving on. Oof. We could probably talk about what's new. We can. Scott, what's new with you? Um, Have I got anything new? Oh, I did get something new. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Do you not know about this? I might and just not realize what you're talking about. Let me sneak it into the frame. Oh, yeah. I knew about this. Yes. Boom. It's bigger and heavier than I thought. Yeah. I got a Paul Reed Smith MT-15 amplifier. Yes. Head. The Mark Tremonti signature. Yes. That's interesting. Like, I don't... I mean, are you a Mark Tremonti fan? He was my favorite guitar player growing up. Was it Alter Bridge or Creed? Creed. Very interesting. I don't know why that surprises me. I just... I don't see you as, a, like, a big Creed fan. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was, like, junior high. I was a real big oh, Creed okay, fan. Yeah. Oh, dude, um, and then in I, high school, was it was like it was like Incubus and like yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah. so when you really think about it, a lot of my favorite guitar players growing up played Paul Reed Smith. So that was definitely a factor. Paul Reed Smith was always the guitar. I had a Paul Reed Smith custom 2410 top that got stolen. Um, I remember you telling me that. Whale blue. I think it was gorgeous. They were all whale blue back then. Yeah. This one didn't even. This one had the the toggle switch, the, the, um, the rotary. Mm -hmm. That was the knob. The five way. Yeah. They stopped doing that. Yeah, I didn't care for it too much. Mm. Of course, I wasn't as educated as I am now. Yeah. So, anyway, the amp just came, and I'm dealing with it. Um, it arrived damaged. Yeah. So, um, due to definitely some shipping mishandling and not being very well packed. Um, I, got, I just got a reply today from the seller uh, two days later of informing him that the package I opened was damaged. Um, yeah. So he's like, yeah, we'll do a FedEx claim. So I have no idea what's happening. Okay. So I got to take more uh, photos and send them stuff of the packing material and the label and all this kind of junk. So, yeah. Cause you know about needing all that stuff because someone else had a story that happened this week with shipping and bullshit. Hmm. Me. Remember? No, I don't remember this at all. All right. I tried this was I was in the chat with this though. Oh, so that was the problem. I was in the chat. So um, I had a, I had some pedals up for sale February. Oh, yeah. Uh, 18th, I, okay. I remember this. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So February 18th, I get a message from a guy who I've done business with before. He's a he's a flipper. He worked for a uh, a business that does a lot of or a company that does a lot of business on reverb. It's a, it is a guitar shop um, or they call themselves a guitar shop. It could easily be a few people. Um, because there is definitely now I know more than one person I'm de I was dealing with. Um, so he messaged me. I had a bunch of pedals I wasn't selling and I was just ready to get rid of them. I needed some money. So I did a deal with them and I ended up shipping uh, and I shipped on the 21st. And um, so three days later I shipped them because that we did the deal on a Saturday and the Monday was a holiday. So the first day the post was open, I went there and then um the uh pedals arrived uh, according to tracking on February 23rd and then March 1st I get an email um and it says hey there I'm just getting around to checking out these pedals and I'm missing 
two of the petals. Do you still have them? I replied back promptly. And these are like all the emails from the person are hours or days apart. If I got a package that was missing half of the items or so, like I, I would be a little bit more adamant or like want to know what's going on. Said they were in the box. They were bubble wrapped and put in a flat rate box. So I put four pedals in the large flat rate box. Two pedals had boxes. Two pedals didn't. I bubble wrapped the two that didn't. Okay. And he says, were they in the same box as the other two pedals? I said, yes, they were. Once again, took him hours to respond. And then he goes, hey there. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I only received two pedals. I said, can you send me the photo of the package and how you received it? Because my first thought is damage package, something happened. Or I was looking for like if the post office taped the package because they use the like marked tape usually. Mm -hmm. And I sent, I said, I will need photos of everything so I can file a claim with the post office. At this point, I'm stressing out because I've never done bad business. You need like, to, by the way, per if this is reverb. No, it's not reverb. Okay, this was a private sale. Okay, because reverb policies you have to notify within two days of it arriving. Right. Well, and you know, uh, no, no, this was a private sale. Yeah. It did go through PayPal, so I was already stressing because I know that PayPal sometimes it is very just unfair in their claims issues. So I'm like starting to stress like okay well how much am i gonna have to refund and like all this and of course he's taking forever so i start going through usps and starting a claim mm -hmm. says i need and it says i'll need photos of everything including the packaging material because they want photos of absolutely everything mm -hmm. and then he says hey there i talked to my colleague which is the first time i realized there was a colleague involved i thought i was just dealing with one guy um and uh he said, hey, I talked to my colleague who opened it, and he said the box did not seem large enough to fit four pedals. I do not have the box. He tossed it. Did you pack it or did the post office? I said, I packed it. It was a large flat rate box. Uh, USPS claims requires the original packaging be retained with all packaging materials. I hope your colleague who opened it didn't toss the bubble wrap containing the pedals. So that's my thought. Okay, well, if you didn't even open it, maybe some moron opened it and just grabbed thinking that it was just like a brick of bubble wrap to keep the other two pedals in place and then he goes hey jonathan i do not have the bubble wrap so i buy a lot of pedals this way through craigslist and have them shipped it just so happens that i have another seller who sent me pedals from nashville and we're missing two of his as well i think there's someone in the tennessee usps system that's nabbing pedals first of all they're going to nab pedals they would nab the ones in the box not the two not the two random ones in bubble wrap well, unless they grabbed those and thought they could put the bubble wrap back or whatever. And then um, at that point, I didn't even respond because I was just like really frustrated trying to figure out how I was going to respond. And then the next day he says, hey there, sorry for the false alarm. We found the other two pedals today. They were under Apollo bubble wrap. So sorry for the confusion. Like, Not what great. the crap? Like, I'm like, well, if you got a colleague, you're running a business. This is a horrible business practice. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I'll never do business with him again. Or if I do, I will be like, check the bubble wrap. And I will video me, like, from the time I wrap the box, I'll have someone videotape me taking it to the post office. I'll have a 20-minute video. I don't care. Because that was ridiculous. Like, absolutely insane.
So good thing you kept the packaging materials and you mm -hmm. did your unboxing video. Well, you had the issue of FedEx with like not delivering it. Yeah. 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 And then the package was damaged. Yeah. That clearly damaged from the outside. Yeah. Um, it, it, it pancaked itself because it was not fully packed package. Yeah. Like there was a four inch gap inside that, that thing. And Ooh. it was just the thin bubble wrap around an amp head. Like oh, there should have been some stuffing in there and it yeah. wasn't. So, um, we'll deal with that when the time comes. But anyway, you want to get into some gear news because, uh, we got a lot. Yeah. All right. So first on the list, the focus fuzz from great Eastern. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, this is a very, the, the knob placement is pretty cool. Yeah. The asymmetric, uh, knobs. Um, it looks like an arrow. Like it looks like the tip of the arrow from their, uh, from the artwork. Yeah. Good you I'm sure thing. that wasn't um, the tent, but so it's from a comp. So, uh, great Eastern effects is actually out of Cambridge, England. Um, okay. so you have your traditional fuzz level and focus top mounted jacks. Um, this looks like a spaceman. It does level. kind of have a spaceman vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, not 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 to the point where I, it's the knobs. I'll definitely say it's the knobs. Mm -hmm. The silver top hat is that top hat? Is that what those are called? Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, they look the like. Term for yeah, they look knobs like, are. Yeah, because they kind of look like the Gibson knobs, but with an arrow pointed on them. Mm -hmm. So top hat, yeah, Gibson, kind of like the silver top hat knobs. Um, I like it. it like look wise, I didn't get to listen to it. Well, it's a fuzz. I have a feeling it sounds like yeah. I was about to say, I have a feeling it sounds like a fuzz. So it has uh, germanium, germanium, and silicon transistors. Um, it's limited to a 250 pedal run. Um, it is 285 dollars. Ooh, that's available direct and through some retailers. Does this brand have a following that I don't know about? You know, that's a great question. Because I feel like for $285, this brand should really have a following. So they have three pedals. They have the Designer Drive, the Small Speaker Overdrive, and this is the Focus Fuzz, which is the new one. Mm. All very similar aesthetics and things like that. Yeah, it definitely has the Spaceman thing. On all um, There's a number of vendors in the United States. That actually, they have pretty good distribution. Hmm. Like Eastside Music carries them. You've got oh, really? Pitbull Audio carries them. Steve's Music carries them. I wonder if they're going to be at NAM. Maybe. Uh, Anderton's in the in the UK, in Europe in the Europe, the UK. <laughs> yeah, you ever been to the Europe? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anytime Scott fumbles words, I'm just going to do it with a Southern accent and make it sound a little bit normal. Look, man, I got like three reports out the door today. I'm barely functioning. <sighs> I had to open a store today and I was extremely shorthanded. I was furious all day because it was just a total like crap show. And it's one of those things. I, I feel like it's a really bad sense of when I was a store manager, if I was to have a district manager come run my store, I would make sure that they were set. You know what I mean? 
or even if I had another manager come around my store, if they weren't a manager that was based out of my store, I would make sure that their shift was set before I made sure my shift was set. Mm. And that did not happen. And I, I feel like, but there's also a little bit of, uh, I'm a control freak and like things are not going how I would have them. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have to step back and, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to give some, uh, constructive criticism tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah. I wasn't happy. So yeah. Have I, have I talked to you about the thing I, I cracked at work or no? No. So I, uh, I'm playing around with spatial audio. Okay. Cause I can export my models for room acoustics into spatial audio. And we're talking about like, how do we present them to clients and things like that? I really shouldn't talk much more about this than I have, but anyway, I cracked it. Um, the head tracking algorithms and things like that. So yeah. I can sit somebody down and they turn their head and the sound field turns with them as they turn their head. Um, oh, really? yeah, I got that up and running and I ran a demo and got to show that off a little bit at work. So kind of like, uh, like how the Waza headphones yeah have the, have, yeah okay. or i mean like spatial audio is a thing in like the iphone with the airpods yeah 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 um but this is like not just you turn your head and the, and the source moves it's also how it moves in a reverberant field oh okay so like i am simulating how that sounds in a room not just if you were in space with no room reflections oh okay so it's a it's a little more advanced it's actually a lot more complicated. So, um, your horses. yeah. So we're using a web camera to track faces moving. Oh wow! Also, found out uh, today. I ran a test with one of my coworkers. That program I wrote it or I have using. I didn't write anything. Um, the the packages we're all combining together are racist. So what? Um. So head tracking works. Yeah. <gasps> Head tracking was designed by white people and it tracks white faces preferentially. And so as a joke, I was like, all right, does it still work with you? Because he, he has a darker complexion than I do. Um, yeah. And it's working fine. And then I just went next to him and it immediately grabbed my face off of him. Yeah. And started correlating to my face. So wasn't that an issue with facial recognition and uh, people who are Asian? Uh, I don't know about that but i'm I, pretty sure I've, I've heard of it like I've, I've definitely heard particularly black people having a hard time getting things to work for them like yeah. uh like automatic hand like the automatic faucets mm -hmm. sometimes don't work for people with darker skin yeah you know things like that so don't be hating because they got more melanin i'd agree yeah oh, dude we're not gonna get into it but after the episode re remind me to talk to you about what just passed in tennessee you might have heard about it, mm. but yeah. All right, let's keep I've, moving. I buried my head in the sand pretty good with it when it comes to politics these days. So. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. But anywho. All right. Anyhow. Uh, Wal Walrus Audio expands its Storybook Sonic Adventure Pedal series with the Fable Granular Soundscape Generator. Oh, my goodness. Do I want this? Amazing. It looks so amazing. So Walrus has just been making a ton of pedals I want lately. They're getting into the weirder, and I'm loving it. It's kind of like they've been taking a cue from Old Blood. Huh. Funny how that relationship works. Um, you understood that reference, right? Mm-mm. So Old Blood Noise Endeavors was founded by Brady and Seth. And they sold mm -hmm. it. 
and then they started Old Blood. Oh, okay. So gotcha. the Old Blood guys used to be Walrus. Okay. Well, not I don't think Dan was a part of that, but anyway. Um, okay. Actually, I, didn't, I don't I know if Dan's still with Old Blood or if he's off yeah. on his own. He moved. So hmm. anyway. Um, anywho. Anywho, this is a pretty sweet. It, this is not a quarter note delay. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, so you've got a bunch of different types of granular delay pro- programming in here. It is a double size pedal. Yep. Um, but it's the vertical style, so it should fit on your board. I don't know. Um, and then it's got five different modes, and I had a list of the modes. But there's pitch shifting. There's um, granular delay where you can change the grain size, so like micro delays and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mode one is a reverse delay with a reverse granular effect. Mode two is a forward delay into an octave up granular effect. Mode yeah. three is an analog delay into an octave down granular Ooh. effect. Mode four is a multi-tap granular into into multi-tap granular. So <laughs> it creates almost a reverberation. And more mode five is a forward-facing delay going into randomized pitch effects can we just i want to take the time to talk about how i would buy this pedal for the artwork alone yeah this uh, is this has this is a like a work of art it, it reminds me of like a magic the gathering mm. artwork like the thorn elemental yeah almost but so it's a, they, an they are calling this part of the storyboard i believe or was it yeah storyboard sonic adventure pedal series so that includes yeah. like the lore which had a very similar aesthetic so I'm curious what else they kind of keep coming up with this. Um, Ooh, this is wonderful. Like, it's, this, I it's, want this. It's $300. It's not horrible. It's not horrible, but it might be definitely pricing. It, it's not, you know, your first delay pedal. This is an, this is an extra delay pedal. So mm-hmm. um, I will probably be adding this to my reverb follow. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, trying to get my hands on one for sure. I love the I like honestly I can't stop talking about the artwork. Maybe I just need to go see me and try it out. Yeah, there you go. Because I haven't tried the lore out either, and I was really curious if the lore. The guitar center around me carries Walrus. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get this in. I wonder if does Guitar Center have to like displays still? Uh Oh, that might be an easier option. If yeah. Yeah. Well, you still have to get someone to get it out of the display for you and everything. At CME, everything's in a display, just loose. So you have to you have to ask for every pedal there. Oh, there. Well, I mean, that's the counter. Okay, because yeah, they'll they'll curate for you there though, because like they just have this big big counter, and they'll be like, oh yeah. So if you're checking this out, you might want to check this out and this out and this out, and they'll hand you like four pedals to go try out. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that it, that works. Anyway, guitar guitar center is just like, what do you want? That one? All right. And you just walk in and do the uh, I know more than you, and just keep going. Yeah, and then you put the pedal in your pocket and you walk out. No, you put the pedal in the pocket and you walk out of the store. All right. Um, Epiphone. Uh huh. Epiphany. Epiphona. <laughs> Epiphone. That was me coughing, trying to hide it as a laugh, and then just gave up. Um, right. Has unveiled mid-price versions of the oh, 58 yeah. Cor- Corina Explorer and Flying V. Yeah, I like Coming it. Coming in both white and black, black pick cards. I like it. 
how much is mid-range in their opinion? You're not going to like it. Comes with a hard shell case. 1200 maybe? 1299 Ah, that's not horrible. That's, I mean... It comes with Gibson pickups and CTS pots. Yeah. Uh, Switchcraft. Oh, please don't tell me it's a Palfaro fretboard, though. Laurel. Indian Laurel. Oh. I don't want the I don't want the fretboard to be too light in color. I want it that nice darker rosewood. It's it's uh it's a lighter rosewood still. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, yeah, I want I want that so I can play some YouTube. Are these limited? I hope not. Uh, it has a Loctone stop bar tailpiece. I don't know that brand. Is uh, is that a Gibson brand? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're different. maybe they're branding their hardware now. Maybe so they can just. I don't know. Anyhow, twelve ninety nine. Uh, not horrible if it plays well. I mean, Fender Mexico is getting into that range these days too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hating. On it's the just price. again. I'm. I'm. You guys are going to start saying "Okay, millennials" now, but I, you know, you still have these like. I remember when Epiphones were like four hundred, five hundred bucks. Yep. Those I days remember are gone, man. Gibson, like Gibson Les Pauls, were starting at like sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, like the traditionals or like the studio yeah. was like super cheap. The yeah. studios were like twelve hundred. Yeah. I remember whenever like a used Gibson studio was like six hundred to eight hundred dollars. Oh gosh. Yeah, those days are gone. I bought one for six hundred. Like, literally bought a like a, a studio for six hundred dollars. Snap the headstock, re like fix the fix the headstock, and then sold it for eight hundred. All right, there you go. You snap and fix it, and you get more money. Hmm. You think snap and fix it is ESP's new? Uh, I want to be philosophy. mad at this, but I'm not. Well, actually, they, they have rolled out. Well, before you start reacting to it, let's announce what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, they have announced the LTD Kirk Hammett Signature KHV, asymmetrical V-shape electric guitar and bonafide shred machine. Do you know what the problem is with this? What's that? It's string through body. Which also the flying V was that we just looked at. But it's Kirk Hammett. Oh, so no Floydy boy. That There you go. That's where I was heading with it. These... So the black one looks like a black one, but the gold one looks really classic looking. I like will, it has a very, yeah. other than the shark fin. It, well, it has, it, cause it's got the cream pick guard. Yeah. It's got that gold top Les Paul feel. It does. It really does. That um, That's in the gold knob. So it's, it's really got that gold top Les Paul feel. I like it. I don't even hate the body shape. The black one, the red one, I do dig a lot out of the, out of all of them. The red one's the one I dig the most. Yeah. The red with cream looks really good. It's almost is a that reddish cream. cream. Gold? That oh. looks like gold. Mm, tough to tell. Yeah. Tough to tell. Um, they are uh, 25 oh. and a half inch radius. Or sorry, not radius. Uh, scale Radii. length. Scale length. <laughs> um, uh, $2,500. Yeah, it's an LTD. That's the thing. $2,500 for an LTD, though. Extra jumbo frets. 
Oh, they're mm. perloid wave inlays. They're not shark fins. Yeah, they, okay. they are slightly there. Yeah. Um, they come with a pair of Kurt Hammett's EMG bone breaker humbuckers. Oh yeah. Um, it is a full neck like neck through build. Oh really? Yeah, it's not a set neck. It's a neck through. Um, should be coming out in June. Twenty five hundred dollars though. It's come with a case. I would sure fucking deluxe hope so. hard shell case. Yep. Oh yeah, it's deluxe. That makes it, dude. You know, at that price point, like PRS has mm. come with a gig bag. I know. It, yeah, but my whole issue is it's an LTD. It's not even just an ESP. Isn't LTD the high end of? No, LTD is the low end, isn't it? Yeah, LTD is the low end. This is honestly a brand I don't really pay attention to, so I don't really know. Um, let's. I'm trying to find out. ESP on the LTD are the same company. The difference is the ESP series is the premium line of guitars, whereas the LTD is the affordable version of the ESP models. Yikes. Yeah. Once again, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. for the affordable line. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. And it doesn't even have a Floydy boy. Yeah. You know what should be affordable though? Um, the new. The Peter- rent is too damn high. You killed my segue. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Chapman Guitars have teased that they're working with Pete Honore. Honore? Honore. I think it's Honore. Um, To do his telly in a Chapman version. Um, It has a contoured body, Mm -hmm. his signature Monty's pickups. I'm digging the pickguard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like totally just... Go ahead. I'm going to just tell me when to talk. I'm going to sit up here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know what I'm doing and I'm really sorry. You always do this though. I know. You're just finally becoming aware that you're doing it. Oh, this, this, on this episode, Diaz becomes self-aware. There's the episode <laughs> title right there. <laughs> That's a great title. Okay. We got to use that one. Yeah. On this episode, Diaz becomes self-aware. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Our teachers. Are you that much of an Andertons fan? No, I, I don't. I could care one way or the other. Okay. Um, it's weird to see this yellow color considering he is so known for playing a purple Telecaster. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this butterscotch blonde kind of thing. Yeah. I love the pick guard. It's got that uh, Paul Reed Smith-esque um, cutaway. I, 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 it really looks wonderful. I would play this. Yeah. So the fun question is, is that, um, guitar that, uh, Alter Bridge is front man blanking Miles on the Kennedy. name Miles Kennedy's been running around with, which one hits the market first? Oh, well, are, are they really competing the same? How much do you think that, how much is the Chapman going to be? So they're going to do a high end UK version. Okay. Whenever they get their high end UK operations together yeah, they've been having some issues there yeah and what's his name irish uh chris carter kdkhd kdh whatever uh, the guy who's like entire youtube channel is just like this is the drama and yeah. i just don't like his presentation anyway um and this is the episode where scott starts a competition with another 
not crazy successful guitar influencer. Okay. Because we really need wars between each other. Anyway, I've called him Irish Chris Carter before, haven't I? I don't know. I made that joke. Anyway, um, look at pictures of them together when Chris had long hair. You'll yeah. You'll see it. Um, that's all I got. They don't have pricing. It's not an official thing. They're just teasing prototypes. But it's coming. Watch out. Okay. Do the next transition. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, slap my ass and call me Shirley. Fender offers the opportunity to wear quadruple denim with its latest Wrangler collaboration. Um, all right, hold on, hold on. Let me find. I gotta find Tony's post because I had some great fucking things. Hold on. So, if you're listening to this on your phone, search while still listening for this ad because. OMG. Uh, all right, where's it at? Tony needs to stop posting some of so, stuff. Oh my God, yeah. Um, the So this is a kind of a denim collaboration line. So they're going to have denim guitar straps, which actually I could be down for. I, I have a denim guitar strap. Yeah. Um, some clothing and a denim case, which I'm yeah. actually here for the denim case. Except for the fact that they have a back pocket. Okay, yeah. Listen, I said, I only drink Bud Light. I need someone to blow into this tube on my Chevy so I can drive home. Um, and I put exclusively at Bucky's. Garth Brooks is my guitar hero. Tennessee Tuxedo Series. For when you have a show at 9 and a date with your cousin at 12. All right. That's, I had to get those off. Um, yeah. Uh, no. For crying out wow. You know where you can buy this? Urban Outfitters. Are you fucking serious? No urban person's wearing this shit. Get the fuck out of here. So I can't, this is ridiculous. My first, my first comment on the collaborations, because like these kind of collaborations aren't odd. You know, there's like the Supreme one. There was like you know other ones. It, it makes you kind of wonder because the timing is not very good. If it is this is. Um, JC from Gibson, the current CEO of Gibson, came from Levi's. I don't think so. Okay. There's, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at the person who came up with this idea because, like, there's people who have to brainstorm. I'm mad at the person that said, that's a great idea and let them run with it. No, bad. Honestly, the guitar case I think looks good other than the back pocket. Cause it like if you think of denim and tweed, they're not that far off. That's like saying, Oh, he loves me, but he beats me. That doesn't make it okay. That is such the- a false equivalency. I know. That was horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, uh spousal abuse is not a joke. Let's keep moving. Um <laughs> But any this is horrible. Both well, both of them are horrible. They do have that in common. I mean the shirts it, the the clothing in my opinion doesn't look good. But I'm also not a Gen Z kid who's into like this like 90s nostalgia crap either. So listen, I remember when I was in middle school or maybe like fifth grade and Wranglers were hip. The Wrangler uh and it wasn't the like the the regular it's the Wrangler um well, Levi's the red label, but it was like the Wrangler ones that had a, the patch on it, which that, that back pocket has the right patch. And like they were more expensive. That's whenever you got Wranglers that were like $60, $70 a pair. 
not the like twenty dollar ones from Walmart or whatever. But yeah, this it's still like like I, I how is this back? It's not good. It wasn't good then. Yeah, but have you seen how the youths are dressing these days? But like Wranglers were for country folk. Wranglers were what you wore if you worked on the farm, like because they did not get tore up. That girl has that girl hasn't even driven by a farm ever. That guy is like I bet you she has an Instagram photo at a barn. <sighs> okay, she's probably been to a barn, but the pig probably walked up <laughs> and she was like, Oh my god, it touched me. <laughs> and that guy's like, uh, okay. Sorry. Diaz gets mad at models. <laughs> I'm not like I'm mad at this idea. You know what really grinds my gears? You know I had a podcast called Grinding Gears. Did you? Yeah, I did. I had a podcast called Grinding Gears, and that's why we said, you know what it really grinds my gears? Because I used to like to bitch about stuff. So they're like, you should do this on a, a podcast. And it's worked for two two different podcasts now. Well, I mean, it kind of worked for that. You think this is working? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Interesting. I, I know we get 70 listens a week, or 70 listens on download day, and I got 65 of them to the iPhones around my house, so... We get more lessons uh, than that, but anyway. know, it, was a, it was a joke. We we did the dozens. We have dozens of listeners. Literal dozens. Multiples. I was playing number munchers the other day because I don't know how to grow up. Um, yeah, so that was a great game. Anywho, uh, how does it have any prices on this stuff? Because I, I just want to get mad again. Yes. <sighs> Tell them to me. Oh, I gotta open the link again because I've already moved on. I'm still here. <laughs> so the case is something like 200 something bucks which again tweed guitar case uh, isn't that crazy yeah that's not horrible the it's straps horrible. are something like 45 bucks not bad it's a little expensive yeah. so i'm on i'm on the uk site hang on hang on hang on us us site oh okay. ow ah, so many ah Fifty bucks for a Two, strap. Yep, for the the basic one, and then the the high end one. So it's it's leather and denim together. Yeah, which looks terrible, by the way. Um, is ninety bucks, and then two hundred fifty bucks for the case, and ten dollars for the celluloid picks. Ugh. Okay, the ten dollars for the picks makes me mad. Um, for well, eight picks yeah celluloid picks i know okay but that that's that's like the picks where you go into guitar center and it's like they're free no 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 but i'm at guitar center uh, they're i know like, celluloid picks should be free they're terrible okay but oh, you're not letting me fucking so you know how like you go in and they've got like the beatles sets of picks and stuff like that mm. and they're about 10 bucks so that's not horrible um 250 for the case i mean it is uh, please tell me it's limited edition they do have yeah that they, they do have Limit. some of these things on sale too so like the denim jackets are 70 bucks right now that's not a bad deal for a denim jacket does it say fender on it uh the front of it just says wrangler on the front okay and it's small like actually these denim jackets look fine for huh. 70 bucks it's not a bad deal i'd actually might recommend them and there's no terrible location there's no terrible logo on the back either 
next episode scott's wearing a denim jacket i'm like hey i, I already own a denim jacket you, you could get another one denim yeah mark. but i need to buy a tall one so uh these aren't gonna be size what's kind of kind of kitschy is they have this little little in the bottom hem there's this yeah. little pocket to stick a pick Yes. on the outside and i kind of i kind of like it and i hate myself for liking it let's that's that's like the people who have the um the wallets that have the little pick spot for it you know good on you good on you i mean i i literally said i said it I, makes you happy. i'm not judging because i carry around a keychain with a pick holder in it so i used to i i grew up um and no, i'm just kidding up. <laughs> yeah i i saw that don't worry <laughs> but uh but yeah no, no. uh yeah i i just hate the i hate the premise of it <laughs> the prices don't make me that upset um but anyways you know what makes some people upset moor teams boutique looks with a built-in wireless transmitter on upgraded s900 guitars dsp guitar <sighs> Why do they take the picture in the desert? Because they want their colors not to look accurate because they're washed out. Yeah. Um, okay. 700 bucks. It's not horrible. I, I'm just going to start there. 700 bucks. What do you think they're made at? Oh, Far East. Um, well, I mean, I was saying like what? like I bet you Cortex making them. Yeah. Um, I figured it was a Cort. So it has a UHF transmitter in it. Yeah. Um, works with the GTRS app. Yeah. So they can build guitar profiles. There's a bunch of effects. There's a looper in it. it has a tuner, metronome, drum machine. Um, it has a five-hour battery, which is actually pretty low for a wireless unit. Yeah, that's not fantastic. Um, it's a USB-C connection. Very forward-thinking. Um, oh. It still has a quarter-inch output yeah. that can be used for headphones. These don't really seem to be... These seem to be practice guitars. These don't seem to be performance-oriented guitars, in my opinion. Am I way off there? Oh, no. I just accidentally lowered my chair and scared myself. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I like. I like the look of them. Um, Kind of. I like the green one, actually. That's probably the only one I really do like. Um, $700, though. I, I feel like it's a gimmick thing. All this built-in stuff. And, like, I, it's just, it's very gimmicky. I think that's where you're going with the practice guitar. I feel like this is going to be bought by someone who thinks they're getting an amazing guitar for an amazing price. And all they do is sit at home and play Metallica. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also just like, I am so wary of anything built into a guitar because that stuff tends to age out. Mm -hmm. um, oh, what happens if it goes bad? Yeah. It, does it cease to be a usable guitar versus like there are well, like I mean, the Fender Mustang. I think they have a hundred dollar plug thing that does all this stuff Yeah, that's built in. I'd rather actually have it external. Base wood body. Nothing great. Yeah. So wait, wait, we're uh, like, I mean, the quarter out can still be used like a regular guitar, right? It said headphone out. There's wait, where also quarter inch headphones. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. That's... I don't swear on this podcast much, but yeah. Just get an adapter. Yeah. Like I've got 20,000 of them. I know. I know. It's still annoying. Um, 
It says that it can be used directly with headphones for quiet practice. The exact wording was USB-C connection for direct recording and a quarter inch output that can be used directly with headphones for quiet practice. That can be, doesn't say that it has to be used. <sighs> you're twisting things, man. No, I'm reading what the actual words say. Yeah, it can and, be. and you're reaching for a meaning that is not stated you're, at are all. You, in are this. you fucking going to sit there and tell me that you think that they're building this guitar and the quarter out can't be used to an amp? I think it would be stupid if that's the case. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you're assuming that you're saying that like I'm twisting words. No, it literally says that can be used directly. I'm not twisting words. I'm reading words and like. You, yes, you're reading words and then you're twisting them. No, can be. What is can be? That it, it can be. Doesn't mean it has to be. You're going to sit there and so tell hard. me that I'm twisting words. You are trying so hard. It's hilarious. I'm fucking making sense. And you're over here saying it would be dumb if they did that. Yeah, it would be dumb. That's why it says it can be used directly. You're kidding me right now. Chewie's getting pissed. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's I pee right there. You just peed on the floor? No, I know I, when I said pissed, it hit the mic oh. really hard. Uh, no, I didn't. No one pissed on the floor. I hope. John, I am just reading what was on the thing. Yeah, can be used. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I swear, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to look this up and see if it can be used for an amp, too. And if it is, I'm going to send it to you. And I'm not going to talk to you for a whole week. I'm not going to tell. I'm going to just. It, it says here that the battery can last for 12 hours or nine hours slash nine hours if the wireless transmitter is using. So it actually, it actually is longer. It could. Is that the word they use? Could? No, they didn't use any word. I inserted could. <laughs> okay. Or did they say can be? <laughs> well, it's been a great 240 episodes, everybody. <laughs> Scott's fucking done. <laughs> and I just want to say thanks for being a subscriber to this podcast. It's been good knowing you all. Diaz uh, lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on. There's $700. Oh, can we move on? <laughs> you, we can move on. We, we can don't have move to. on. We don't have to, but we can. We can be moving on. All right. What's the next thing? I hate <laughs> every decision I made in my life that has led me here. <laughs> Listen, you're only the fourth person who's ever told me that whenever they've met me. <laughs> are those your are those number three and four on longest relationships you've known? Also said those? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> that, was, that was in my graduation card for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, you graduated? <laughs> no, kind of. I got a I got a good enough degree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <sighs> speaking of good enough, let's talk about this week in Harley Benton. Harley Benton. Go for it, uh, DS. Harley Benton teams up with Guitar Max for a new fusion signature guitar, a well spec $444 shred machine. <laughs> I kind of like the price tag. <clears throat> You don't see 444 very often. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I dig it. Oh, I love the reverse headstock. 
I must, you know, I like, I totally dig reverse headstocks. I want to do a reverse headstock on my telly. Um, I have a reverse headstock and I hate it. Why? Did you mess up tuning it? No, I just, I, I'm doing this like super arm bend thing. Oh, <clears throat> I don't think you're doing it right. You don't have to go up, uh, on the front. You can go behind. I'm going from behind. I'm just doing this yeah. wraparound thing. And <laughs> Chewy. This... I don't like it. Anyway, uh, but if this is your thing, it's this interesting emerald green burst kind of a thing. Gold yeah. hardware, no fret inlays. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Never mind. Is it just YouTube? Are those uh oh what are those fret tempered frets or not? It, the, the pause is just weird. Stainless steel frets. I didn't know. The video it had it like staggered, kind of like the tempered frets. Oh, not. like the perfect temperament system things. Yeah. yeah. It Chewy. has a Floydy Boy 12 inch radius modern C profile locking nut bridge humbucker and a single coil in the neck. Any other features we need to talk about? Binding, natural back. Yeah, this thing's gorgeous. It's it's a lot of things that were like, if you describe this to me, I think I think it's ugly. But when it comes together, I think it actually looks really good. I always have loved uh, like a gold or like the green burst, like into a very hard dark black with gold hardware. The gold hardware really pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I could I could like my I could my green this. my green. PRS with silver hardware is mad at you right now for saying that. That's a different green. It's a okay. different green though. Okay. Yours is towards more of like a bluer hue, isn't it? Mine is a tempest green, so it's kind of like a closer to a teal. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is this is a very very like. Uh, what color was it called again? Emerald green burst. Emerald. So yeah, emerald. There you go. That's a prime example. It's that very bold green. So. I love four hundred forty-four dollars. I think I think my next guitar is going to be a Harley Benton. Yeah, especially now that they have US distribution too. That's the thing. I check their reverb shop all the time. Yeah, because you're still you were one of that slash. I want this. Uh, yeah, because I I want a Les Paul. I've been I've been needing a Les Paul, but I also I I don't know a Super Strat style would be pretty cool. Can be pretty cool. It can be pretty. I swear. Oh, the, you swear? You're, you swear? You're, I can. I can swear. <laughs> Why are you the one picking the fight when you're fucking wrong? Like, you are so wrong, it's not even funny. Like, I feel like you won't admit that I'm right out of pure principle at this point. I think it makes sense if you are right that it does function as a normal quarter inch out. Yes, because it but can it did be not. Used. It did not say anything about it working as a normal quarter inch out. Okay, but it, it's probably talking about the fact it's it's highlighting a feature that's not normal. Maybe it actually has something built in where you can plug a like a quarter headphone then right into it, and it then sounds. Say, then say that it does preamp. both. It should say that's both. Did they write it or would the art? Someone wrote an article, or do you, is that an of like a full on just? Hang on, did Jonathan write this one? Press release. If it's a press release, there's a problem, but it, it's probably an article. No, it's definitely a press release. Matt Parker, so it's not a, it's not your mortal enemy, Jonathan. Jonathan, Hershey. the other Jonathan. Yep. 
All right, Mesa Boogie unveils the Mark Seven. It's most powerful packed Mark Series guitar amp yet. I didn't realize how big a news this was going to be, but we have some patrons <clears throat> who have not stopped talking about it for two straight days. Yep. This is big news. Listen, I don't even know what this is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. It's the flagship amp, the Wasn't new there flagship Mark amp. Four, like the big one, Mark well, so, Four, Mark Five. Yeah. So, Mark Six never came yeah. out. That was a prototype, apparently, and now they're <coughs> okay. doing the Mark Seven. Hmm. So this is the new iPhone Pro of guitar amps. Do you think Petrucci's going to get like a bunch of them and just rock it out? I don't know, because he has his own signature model, so I don't know if it's going to change or what. I don't know. So this is still three channels, but now the channel voicings are slightly different. They've got three for each, so tech, they're claiming it's nine amps in one. Has onboard cab clone IR tech. <laughs> it has a USB input. It can do MIDI switching. Uh, multi wattage for 90, 45, and 25 watt modes. I, I don't. I haven't looked at the price, but I want to guess. Okay, go ahead. For the head, yep, three three grand, three and a half, three and a half. Oh, I was gonna say three and a half for the combo. Yeah, uh, for, the, for, combo, for the combo. The combo is thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. So honestly, the combo's not a bad deal. But the reality is, if you're getting something like this, you chances are you're getting the head. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who do this, I mean, especially like, are the people who have like the rack system and stuff like that. For some reason, so I've always dealt with. There's also a rack mounted version. Oh really? Yep. Oh, I see it right there in the center. Yep. On the yeah oh i feel like that's gonna sell great how much is the rack mounted i don't see Probably that handy I, I, I bet you it's the same price as the head yeah i'd assume it's still 35 it's just a different chassis pretty much yeah right yeah i mean well yeah pretty much it's just huh. uh there's a usb connection for managing your irs in it there's an internal amp load control there's a headphone out man xlr with a ground lift mini toggle it's a quarter inch line out four speaker outputs two eight ohm and two four ohm and quarter inch io for the effects loop there's a six I, I, button foot switch as well this is so th that's pro this is now an amp that like i wish i had i wish this was in my price range of my shopping uh, did Tom already order one? Uh, I don't know. I assume Tom's going to order one. Or his I mean, it seems one. like something he'd order. I mean, the fun part is this might mean some Mark Fives might be entering the used market because the Mark V is still a fantastic amp. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the a lot of those features that we just listed were on the Mark V as well. Okay. Um, did Mark V have direct or IRs and all that? And loading? it had the cab clone. I don't know if it had the <clears throat> IR loader. Okay. Um. I don't see a weight on the head, but the combo is 58 pounds for a really? one by 12. Yeah. Oh, that's heavy. Now, I mean, bear in mind, this amp does both six L sixes and, um, EL 34s. Hmm. Oh, you can swap them. Oh, wow. Um, so in five, <laughs> 12 AX7s in the preamp. So, I mean, this is like in, I think, one of the most compact amps when you think about everything that's going on inside of it. Yeah. It's, just, I mean, 
it's a masterpiece is what it is it's a, yeah it really it like it this this is gonna be i feel like this is something that's gonna be their flagship for quite a while yeah they're there it's gonna take a lot for them to like improve from this it's gonna take a leap in technology really i mean they would yeah because they're i mean this is the best like all the great things that you could do with it and still use like an actual amp yeah so on channel one you have a clean fat and crunch mode channel two you have a fat crunch and mark seven mode the mark seven supposed to be a more um modern sound okay. whereas channel three goes down mesa history with a mark 2b a mark 2c plus and a mark four mode hmm sounds very interesting i mean if you can't play this if you can't play music with this you can't play music with anything this yeah this will be your clean into your death metal and santana and everything I mean, everything just, in between mm, yeah all right finner unleashes the troy sanders precision bass a low-end silver burst monster rich in mastodon signature details so Troy Sanders, Mastodon, Mastodon bass player, has a silver burst precision bass. Uh it has a J bass pickup in it. Really? It's a PJ. Okay. Um so I have been thinking about getting a new bass that's yeah. a PJ. And I I don't know. I uh Do you are you digging this? I'm I'm digging the silver burst. I don't know if he'll dig the price on it. Uh, it's about seventeen fifty. How is that low end? Or I'm guessing we're talking about the sound, low end sound, not price. Yeah, <laughs> I thought low end. I, thought, I, was I like, mean, because like, that's it's it's actually fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, fifteen hundred. Okay, sorry, I just converted. Yeah, fenders are always more expensive abroad. Okay. Um, I don't know it. I don't know if I like the black pit guard on Silver Burst. I might swap that out if I did this, but I don't. I don't know if I'd want to sw swap it into like a white or anything. So I don't really. I feel know. like you. I don't know what you'd. I would. I like I the block know. inlays a lot. Yeah, I, I always dig block inlays on Fender bases. Yeah, because it's one of the times it's actually big enough to make it work. I like my the PJ. My Electra base has block inlays. I love it. I love yeah. that base. Um. I need to straighten the neck. Out. It has a precision-based neck profile. I don't know if I like any. I, I don't know what kind of. Do you think this is something like. that CME would carry? Do they carry a lot of Fender? I, so I never go down in the basement to really know. Mm. Um, slab Rosewood fingerboard. So it's thicker. Um, it's an active base preamp as a signature pickup set in it. Um. Okay. It's got his name on the twelfth, or it's got a, it's got an inlay at the twelfth fret that has like some symbol that's associated with him, as well mm -hmm. as the back logo plate on the neck plate. So it's a, I would say it's a subtle signature model in that sense. Yeah, I like nice. it whenever it's, I like it when it's not like someone's name on it. You know, like, like a big it, SRV written on the front of your Strat. Actually, I I would have an SRV Strat, but that's another. That's the strat that I've always wanted. It wasn't an SRV strat. That and the John Mayer, but yeah. Yeah. 
Anywho. Well, the John Mayer doesn't say, it says it on the back of the headstock, so it's like subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with a hard shell. Oh, that's good. It is a poly finish. Yeah. You'd prefer nitro. I mean, do they do nitro much. Yeah. It's a, the neck is urethane satin though. Oof. So that's really where, you know, the poly bothers me is on the neck. So that would help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, oh, wait, it comes speak- with a gig bag, not a hard shell. My bad. Oh, boo. Well, speaking of signature fenders, uh, U2's Adam Clayton unveils a signature ACB 50 signature 51 all two base combo. Is this? They could could they say signature enough in the in that? I don't know, but oh, Jonathan Horsley, you son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's. uh, Is this the only? Does Fender make any other base tube amps right now? I don't know, because I know you see a lot of bass players with the the Fender amp, like the the head and cab vintage thing, but I I don't know if there's still any in production. I don't know. Also, 50, 50 watt tube for bass players is going to be extra kind of low powered. Yeah. So, fifteen inch speaker, um, with a lightweight Eminence neodymium speaker, um, XLR output with ground lift tied to the transformer, so there's not going to be a cab emulator in there, <clears throat> um, which on a bass is probably fine. Um. Dual inputs, two channels. Uh, Fender channel one is a classic Fender bass amp tone, which dials for with dials for volume, bass, and middle and treble. Three-way selector for low, mid, high for the fine-tuning of its mid-range. Um, it's all about the mid-range, according to Clayton. And then second yeah. channel is a modern hi-fi flat EQ profile with controls for volume, treble, and bass. Hmm. Okay. Has a balanced quarter-inch line-out and a quarter-inch 8-ohm speaker output. If you want to use a cab. $2,200. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving because I'm and getting tired. it looks like a Hot Rod Deluxe. Yeah. Orangewood's first ever solid parlor and slope shoulder dreadnought models headline classy acoustic guitar collection for 2023. I like the black one. Yeah, I've heard great things about Orangewood. I've only played one. They look nice. I haven't played one before. They they look nice. Their prices are very attractive. Um, They use some interesting woods too. So they use like cedar. Why Why does the black one with the... uh, Oh, it's a self-applicable pickguard. You don't have to put it on there. Um, nice. But it has that little, like, the wings at the 12th fret, and it reminds me of uh, the PRS SE acoustic for some reason. Oh, I was thinking Dean. Oh, the Dean, yeah. I mean, they, they look nice. I like them. Yeah. I like them without the pickguards on them, though. Yeah. So, um, I like the looking without the pick they, cards. they do come with the LR Bags Anthem SL, which is a very good pickup system. Um, prices get up to about 1100, 1200 bucks. That's not bad. Not bad at all. No, I mean, these are, these are foreign made acoustics. So, um, they're priced as such. 
Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I know, I know Orangewood is very popular, um, and they're quite affordable. You know, the fact that they're direct and you can't find them in stores does kind of, yeah, it's always it just tough hurts. when you can't put your hand on them. Yeah. Um, the only orange, and again, the only orange word I played is like the bottom rung of it. It's just is owned by a guy at our church and just lives in the green room. And I'm not thrilled with it, but also his strings are so dead that I have no yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, you can check those out if you're in the market for a second acoustic guitar, you know? Yeah. Like a good backup. Yeah. Oh, there's Sarah Beth for this episode. Hey, speaking of backups. Um, yeah. So well, speak- this is something I found interesting. Um, uh, the makers of AutoTune have unveiled a new vocal compression plugin that uses machine learning, which is basically machine learning is just looking at all the data and coming up with an average regression line. Are we going to skip that other, th- other thing? Uh, we'll come back to it because we can okay. skip around as much as we want. Okay. Um, we're in plug-in town at this point. Um, plug- well, welcome to plug-in town. Welcome to plug-in town. So it will sit there and learn from you and come up with an ideal setting the more you, the longer you use like at that setting. So especially huh. with compressors, that's a great thing because a lot of people don't know how to set compression very well. Yeah. Um, so that's I think that's a pretty cool feature. Um, Would you say most, most people over-compress or under-compress? Both. Oh, most. They, they do uh, I, both at the same time? Uh, yeah. Well, so okay. most people use compression as limiting, which is not what they should be doing. Right. Um, so if you are a AutoTune Unlimited user, which is $25 a month or $175 a year, um, this actually comes bundled in. Um, and Taras is moving to the uh, subscription model, which sucks because mm. he can't own anything these days. But if yeah. you can't own a full Mesa Mark II, you can get the next best thing with Neural DSP's new plugin. Yeah. So um, it in more you're seeing more and more of this from Neural. Um, instead of doing a, a artist model, this is just the full model of the Mark II C Plus. Which, if you remember, the Mark Seven has a mode to do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's more what? of the great plugins that Neural does. So, question: Yes. Did, so, at what point are they going to have these plugins available for like free for Quad Cortex? Free, probably never. That kind of su- like not, well, not even the plugin. At least like where you could use it on the Quad Cortex. So, they sent an email out this week. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you aware of this, or is mm-hmm. that you nope. segueing me in this? Because it's a, no, it's a no, good no, no. This is this is literally just my, my brain was saying. Well, if if they've got the quad cortex, you would think they'd make this available to quad cortex owners, and that would be another selling point for quad cortex. So my understanding is on, on the back end how they're modeling the amps is the same kind of technology. So at some point, mm-hmm. hopefully, this just becomes just an amp model inside the quad cortex. Right, and that's what I'm at. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Um. You know, because I don't really use the amp models in the quad cortex. I just use captures. I don't really know what's yeah. in there, and whatnot. I know. I think they just came out with the John Petrucci models. 
in the last oh. update, if I'm not mistaken. So there is, you know, a Mesa Mark in there, but just not that this right. one. Um, but Neural sent out an email this week to their mailing list talking about how basically they're stretched too thin in terms of programming, okay. and they've made the decision to delay porting um, uh, plugins to the Quad Cortex for the time being. Oh. And they're trying to get all their plugins up to running on Apple Silicon. That's their primary yeah. thing. So, um, you know, they're... Neural seems to be a company that does amazing things. Yeah. Makes a lot of promises and seems to get over their head with the programming side of it and not communicate mm. well once they're in there with mm. like promises that take too long to come to real life. Yeah. Having said that, in my opinion, the Quad Cortex stands on zone is a fantastic platform that doesn't need plugins. Yeah, but it still would be. I still think it'd be cool to have, seeing as they're doing. Oh yeah, it would be cool when, if, if and when it finally happens. Um, mm-hmm. But it does not need it to be the contender that it is right now. No, I just think it would be a a big selling point though that they could use. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was a big part of the marketing when they came out with it. It was like, right. oh yeah, you'll be able to run plugins on this too, and we're like, what? And yeah. I, again, I think it's one of those times where like you know the echo chamber of people talking about it spread misinformation. Because mm-hmm. I walked away with that thinking, oh, I could load any AU on this thing, any plugin, and I can just run yeah. it. That's how I walked away. So, like, think about how, you know, Strymon came out with that Big Sky plugin. Mm-hmm. What if that was just in the Quad Cortex? You know what I mean? Like, it's all like, that's how the mind <laughs> spins on this. Um, whereas I think, I don't, you know, it's hard to go back in time and remember what they actually promised at that first NAM when they announced it and they sold out right away. But, um, they're still the only capture device that can run more than one capture at a time. Yeah. Tonex didn't do that. The Kemper can't do that. And that's it. Yeah. And the fact that I can run like, I'm running eight captures at the same time. Hmm. I captured all my delay, all my drive pedals. And so I use the quad cortex as a mini board of my stuff. Yeah. And as a result, I don't really look at a lot of their in the box stuff. You know, whereas my buddy Anthony has a quad cortex and he uses it entire, not Tony DeGraw, Anthony, my buddy here. Um, though I'm assuming Tony DeGraw does a lot of this stuff too, because he just got one, but, um, he uses the amps built in and he loves it. And he's, he's like, this is perfect. I'm mm-hmm. done. And he was a big pod guy for a while. Like he had like the yeah. pod X2 and some of that kind of X3. Um, so yeah, it's just, anyway, people love to complain about how neurals failing to live up to the the promises of their stuff. I honestly think it's fine. And people are just Mm. like, I think a lot of people just want to complain. And I don't know how many of those people actually bought a quad cortex. Yeah. Yeah. But for 99 bucks, you can buy the Mark two plugin or you can try it for 14 days for free, which is also pretty awesome. Uh, and just run it as a standalone app. I do it all the time. I do it all the time with the neural stuff as I download. And then even then with, uh, cause you have to use like iLock, you can mm-hmm. do it multiple times. You can do the 14 day trial multiple times sometimes. Oh, really? Yes. I don't know how, but I did. Do you have a physical iLock or is it the iLock in no, the cloud? iLock in the cloud. Okay. That's good. iLock in the cloud <laughs> is so nice. Mm-hmm. I remember the days of having to carry around a physical iLock all the time and then they broke and they were terrible. Speaking broke and being terrible. Um, yeah. 
the last piece of news, and then we're going to wrap this up because you and I are both yawning and we've been going way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gibson Dean lawsuit is back in the news. Way to go. Dean was found in civil contempt of court for failing to f- comply with the ruling in the Gibson trademark suit. Oh which is worth noting, you know, like they, there was the, this very small punitive damages against Dean, but they were still found in, in fault of, you know, violating trademark laws, um, <clears throat> which meant they should have ceased operations. They have continued with some of their models. And so they're being found in contempt. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, this is just another, Dean seems to be having a lot of troubles. Both, you know, you have this side of it. You also have all the CEO drama with that family, with embezzlement and yep. those kind of things. Yeah, Dean is turning into a crap show. I mean, Dean is becoming a more public crap show. Mm-hmm. So. All right, guys. Well, speaking of crap shows, we're going to end this crap show. Um, thanks for joining us you can go to the facebook.com it has links to our facebook group our instagram our merch our youtube you can email us or you can do it on our patreon at patreon.com slash the effects loop and join the chat room and you can get scott's uh to respond to you pretty quickly and me at some point uh unless you tag me or make a list that's like my bat signal But yeah, <clears throat> thanks, thank, thanks for listening, guys. Pre- appreciate you. Right. Scott, you're gonna join in on this. Help me close this thing out. Why am I supposed to get say goodbye? What? When am I supposed to say goodbye? Why? When? When? Oh, okay. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
mercenary Why is negativity always drawing out picture Every visualized love Energized lives together, together We undefeated A plan to make weather's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Never after, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't buy